Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. Welcome back to Looking Above. This is episode 37. We are in our Between the Seasons season talking about things we wish we knew when we were younger. Brooklyn is here with me again today. And yes. Brooklyn, what are we talking about today? Today we are going to uh, talk about things we wish we knew before we walked through a hard season. Mm. So yeah. it's going to be good. It is going to be good. Uh, we don't like hard seasons naturally. Yeah. That is some of us like them less than others. <laughs> I was thinking that as I was like brainstorming, um, I hate suffering. <laughs> and I know everyone does, but I, I think I particularly... <laughs> Do not like to be in that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's hard and um, it is not enjoyable, even if we know that there is purpose in the pain. It's yeah. still, it's still just hard. So we will get to uh, some of the things that we've learned and things that we wish we knew and ways we've grown. But let's just start because I was thinking it's hard to receive advice about suffering from someone who hasn't suffered. Right? Yeah. You can be like, oh, yeah, that's well and good. Thanks for those tips. But mm-hmm. you haven't walked it. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you and I know each other's stories yeah. a little. And we know that we've both walked through some difficult and dark days. <laughs> and we don't have time to get into all of it or even tell all of those stories. But are there just a few seasons in your life that stand out in your memory as these were these were hard or these were dark or difficult times that you can just maybe list them yeah. just so that others listening are like, okay, yeah, these girls have actually suffered some. Yeah. Um, and maybe even can relate. So, mm-hmm. uh, when I was brainstorming things that I wish I knew before the hard seasons, mm-hmm. I had to think of hard seasons in my life. Yeah. And there was three main ones that I thought of. Um, one was when I was younger, um, and my mom suffers from addiction. So that mm-hmm. I was in high school. So that mm-hmm. was a hard season. And then, Two, I would say um, my husband is my very best friend and I love him, but we marriage is hard. Mm-hmm. And when you have marital problems, I feel like it really engulfs mm-hmm. your life. And mm-hmm. so that was one of the hardest seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to be on the other side, but it was a hard season. And mm-hmm. then three was the seasons of um, kind of infertility and miscarriage. That was a really hard mm-hmm. season too. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll just <laughs> add to that list. You've had quite a bit of medical oh, yeah. stuff, <laughs> you know, in your life mm-hmm. as well. And a really traumatic birth story from yeah. twins birth. So there's a lot of medical stuff and yeah. you and I kind of relate on that mm-hmm. because we've both gone through a lot of just undiagnosed yeah. <laughs> issues and, um, Physical pain. Physical pain mm-hmm. that we just walk with and deal with on a day, daily basis um, yeah. that can 
kind of hinder living life to the fullest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, for me, I think just thinking back real quick, uh, went through a broken engagement mm-hmm. two months before a wedding. That was a difficult, yeah. difficult season. Uh, just that feeling of being leavable. First time in my life I had felt that and really shook me. And I think to this day affects me. Um, of course, many of you know the story of when we almost lost Andrew. Mm-hmm. So our first baby at one month almost died and the doctors could not figure out what had happened or how to prevent it or what I was even to watch for in the future to make sure whatever had happened didn't happen. And so um, that whole season was hard. I went through postpartum. I had four traumatic pregnancies, (laughs) just different situations in each of them, surgeries and car accidents and really rare pregnancy complications. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would just add to that medical thing. I've um, we've had some cancer scares with me. Um, So a a lot, I would say a lot of medical stuff. Um, Yeah, just uh, yeah, a lot of medical stuff. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And then just I would say the other season for me that was really hard was that season where God called us away from a church and didn't tell us where we were going. And uh, I've told that story before, but it was just a very dark time for me where I felt like God let me go out into the wilderness and kind of, I know he was there, but it felt like I was spending for myself Mm -hmm. and that he wasn't talking to me. And so to me, of all the dark seasons, being in that season where I felt like I didn't have God with me is probably the darkest. Yeah. 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 So thinking about those, Mm -hmm. what are things you wish you would have known prior or even maybe we knew them and mm-hmm. and we didn't believe them until <laughs> you actually go through it yeah yeah well I think let's start by saying um pain is different for all of us yeah right and our personalities and our upbringings um the amount of resiliency we have things just, that have happened even because right. like you said that broken engagement affects right. you to this day and right. there's things that affect me to this day that right. it, like if someone were to walk out of my life it would hurt me mm-hmm. because of that fear of abandonment right. way worse than someone right. that maybe does, yes. didn't go through that and they're like okay see ya mm-hmm. um yeah. but yeah so we all experience life different and our life experience affect how we <laughs> experience pain yeah. so I think just a big thing for all of us to know before we walk into those hard times or if you're in a hard time or if you're watching a friend go through a hard time mm-hmm. is that how you experience and how I would experience that exact same trauma or set of circumstances is going to be completely different yeah. and so the pain you're feeling may fe- feel really big and someone else might be like what why is she handling that so poorly Mm -hmm, (laughs) or you might watch a friend and be like wow that's really not that tough of a circumstance I've been through way worse Mm -hmm. you know and she's really gotten kicked down by this one so we just need to understand that it's so circumstantial it's so um subjective to each one of us and so keep that in mind as you go into suffering Mm -hmm. I think is that 
if this is really, really painful and hard for you and it wasn't for someone else, that's okay. You don't yeah. have to go through it the same way that someone else did. Yeah. One person might go through um, a pregnancy loss and mm-hmm. just bounce right back. Right. And another person, it might send them into a deep depression. So yeah. um, it's just different. And we need to say, okay, it's just different. And yeah. I'm going to suffer different than someone else. And that's okay. Yeah. 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 So, um All right. So for me, I think the biggest piece of advice that I would have or wish I knew, I knew some of it. I've learned a lot of this, honestly, through being a pastor, I think, and just watching people Mm -hmm. suffer would be to build your foundation before you get to the hard times. Yeah. So it seems like most people, not most people, what am I saying? People walk away from God more often in hard times than in good times, right? right? And it's usually because they they're like, why would a good God allow this? Mm-hmm. Why did he do this to me? Things like that that they start saying. And we need to understand that those questions in and of themselves are wrong. And so if you don't have a good theology of who God is and that he is good so that you can cling to that in that hard time and say, Mm -hmm. this is hard, this is terrible, this is the evil that comes from living in this world, but I know who my God is. I Mm -hmm. know that God is good. If you don't have that solid foundation, you will be shaken. So when I went through that season where it felt like God was not speaking and God had just left us out there in the middle of the wilderness, that's how it felt. I was able to cling to, but I know God is good. I know that even though it feels like he's not with me, even though I am mad because he Mm -hmm. won't talk to me the way I want to hear from him right now at the time I want to hear from him. um, I was able to cling to that. So I went to church through that season. That's when so many people just quit going to church Mm -hmm. because they haven't built that solid foundation of who God is. So I would go to church and I would worship and I would stand there hands in the air, praising God at this strange church that we didn't know because we were just, you know, like in between. We weren't serving. We didn't, this was not our church. And I would just have tears streaming down my face, just sobbing and literally saying, God, I am worshiping you out of obedience right now Mm -hmm. because I really don't feel like this, you know? And so um, we need to have that foundation so that we don't run away from God in that time. But that foundation goes beyond that to our marriages and to Mm -hmm. our friendships as well. So many people, um, when a hard time comes, that's when marriages crumble because we start fighting. We are both under stress. And so we're both at our worst. If you don't have a solid foundation, if you don't know, like, Hey, we're a team, why are we acting like we aren't like, let's regroup, whatever your marriage is going to suffer. Same thing. We need our friends when we get to our hard times. And if you haven't built friendships in the okay-ish times or the Mm -hmm. good times, then you get to the hard times and you're all alone. Well, it's really hard to prepare Mm -hmm. in a hard time. Right. You prepare before. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You get ready for battle before Mm -hmm. you go to battle. Right. You don't (laughs) go into the battle and then be like, oh, wait. I'm going to go get my sword. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yes. So, yeah. Um, With that being said, I know you were talking about needing people in the hard time. So that kind of fits with that. What, what have you learned about needing people and not being on your own? Yeah, this was hard for me because I do like, or yeah, I naturally (laughs) like to do things alone. I have like, I remember uh, my first miscarriage and you and Sarah and a few others were reaching out to me constantly. And Mm -hmm. I 
did not <laughs> reply for a few days. But they're like, okay, let us know, please, mm-hmm. that you're alive. And I'm like, okay, I can tell you that. But that's all I can do right now. But you guys didn't stop showing up. And I think that through our friendships that I've just learned um, that it's okay to bring others in and be mm-hmm. real and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um But also that, like you said, God doesn't strand you in the hard seasons. Mm -hmm. He's with you. And I think I had this um, ideology that was wrong Mm -hmm. that if I was in a hard season, it was because I deserved it. Mm -hmm. And and maybe I did. Maybe I even did whatever put me in that hard season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But God is still with you even then. Right. And. I thought, okay, well, if I deserve this or I did something wrong, then he's just leaving me here to figure it out. And that's right. not true at all. Right. So I wish I would have known that before um, so that I could have walked differently then, but I do now mm-hmm. <laughs> walk through hard seasons differently. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the shift? What would you say? How do you how do you suffer differently now? Um, I suffer differently. The first, it's kind of weird because the First miscarriage, I suffered so differently than the second. Mm -hmm. Um, The first, I kind of like kept to myself. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then the second, I mean, I still need some time alone. Mm -hmm. um, And that's, people suffer differently. Um, But I remember being in the shower during the grief process of the second. And I just kept hearing like, God is still good. So I started saying that, like, God is still good. Like, Mm -hmm. and this is for my good, even though it doesn't feel good. And that Mm -hmm. feels wrong to say because you lost something. Mm -hmm. Um, It's still working for my good. And I won't know how or why Mm -hmm. ever. Um, But being able to trust that, Mm -hmm. even if you don't feel it, like you were talking about, um, is important. Mm -hmm. So I suffer differently yeah. in that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, this is slightly off topic. It's but okay. I <laughs> have noticed on Facebook posts lately how um, when people get the answer they want or the healing they want mm-hmm. or whatever, you see these posts and at the end of it, they say, God is so good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I got what I wanted. God is so good. But rarely do we see a post that says, I just went through a miscarriage. God is so good. Yeah. (laughs) Right? We don't see that. And I thought, you know, it's good to praise God in the good times, Mm -hmm. right? We should praise God in all things. But as Christians, as we develop a theology of suffering, a theology of pain, we need to put into exactly what you just said. We need to put into our theology exactly what you just said. This is hard, but God is still good. And we need to remind ourselves of that. And that comes back to that foundation, right? You knew that mm-hmm, right. before that. You had you had established that and you had grown your relationship with God mm-hmm. so that in that moment of hardness or hard, difficult time, you weren't standing in the shower saying, I won't listen to you, God. Yeah. I'm mad. And I'm mad that this baby isn't going to be mine forever. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I'm shutting you out. In right. that moment, you were saying, this is really hard, but I need you. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm so good. I'm yeah. so good. Cling to that. So um, I think I think that's good. And yeah, I think our hard times should draw us closer to God. And we look yeah. at suffering in scripture and difficult times, even just something as simple as the disciples on the boat when the storm is coming and Jesus mm-hmm. is asleep. And what is their response? But it's run to Jesus. And I think that's something that I wish I knew even better 
when I was younger, before I went through these hard times, first response is always run to Jesus. And now they were like, don't you care about us? Yeah, they were still panicking, but they still ran to him. But they went to him. So we have to know where to turn in those moments. And Mm -hmm. so often I believe God allows pain in our lives Mm -hmm. because he is saying, turn to me, look Mm -hmm. at me, rely on me. And we live our lives so self-sufficient, so Mm self-sufficient, especially in America. We look at places like Africa and they're seeing manifestations of God's glory and of healing and of all, you know, just his power. Why is that? It's because they rely on him. They need him literally to get through the day. We're so self-sufficient. And so when we go through these moments, instead of getting angry at God, I think it should be a wake up call. I need God. I need God right now. And I need my people, like Mm -hmm. the church, our friends, the body of Christ. He tells us, bear one another's burdens. Mm -hmm. There's something so beautiful in our suffering when we do what you just said and allow someone else in. I agree with you. There are moments when we need to be quiet and draw away, Mm -hmm. right? So that we can focus on God. Like that's our first thing. We don't (laughs) draw away just to sit and sulk and have a pity party. But... We, we draw close to God and then we draw close to those who are going to point us back to him. Right. Yeah. In, in our suffering. Yeah. What's something else you've learned? Um, well, I was going to add on to that on yeah. Sunday. I actually had that realization, this, like the conscious realization. I think mm-hmm. I knew it before. Um, but during worship, I was, I had tears because I was thinking back on the miscarriages and things that have happened this last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would not have trusted in God as much as I do or Mm. known that he was as good as he is even in the bad if I hadn't gone through that like I couldn't sit here and tell you that Mm -hmm. if I hadn't gone through that um I still am not happy about it (laughs) but I am thankful for it even though it hurt really bad um but something else let's see uh oh it kind of also branches Mm -hmm. off of that it's Mm -hmm. okay to have feelings and emotions, mm-hmm. which I'm actually talking about emotions at youth group tonight. So I've been studying <laughs> them a lot. Um, but it's okay to have emotions mm-hmm. and to trust God simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So even though I was like, God, you are good, I was still mad at him. Um, mm-hmm. But I also knew that my understanding is way less than his. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I would never understand the way, the the good that he does. Um, but it's okay to be angry or sad or grieve or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. as long as you can tell God about it and still know the foundation, like you said, that he is good and that he Mm -hmm. uses things for our good, Mm -hmm. um, even the hard. Yeah. There's a tension there. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit. I think I wrestled with it most of last year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, it is. The tension between this is Uh what I know and this is what I feel. Yeah. Right. And it's okay to have our feelings, but also we sometimes have to take take every thought captive, yeah, right? right? And we have to say, this is how I feel, but this isn't what is true. Right. Exactly. And that's, you know, and that's that's hard. We sometimes let our emotions rule us. truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, Th- that's or what I'm talking like to the teenagers yes. about. Yes. Because it is hard to not yeah. think, oh, I'm feeling this, so this is what is true. Mm-hmm. So you do have to mm-hmm. preach to your emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also think it's okay. And I think I learned this because I'm a perfectionist. I'm like, don't feel anything bad. Don't get angry. Mm-hmm. Don't be sad. You always trust God. You're always happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's okay to wrestle um, because it did bring me right. closer to God. And we see that all through the Psalms, yeah, right? right? I think if you are in a suffering season, get into the Psalms. Yeah. That's the place 
to read and study and you Mm -hmm. will find psalmist there that is going through the same thing Mm -hmm. as you. And I am always taken aback by the fact that psalm after psalm will say, I am doing so terrible. Life sucks. I hate this, (laughs) whatever. And then the last line is, but God is good. And I just love that reminder. Like, Mm -hmm. it's okay to have all of these feelings, but at the end we preach to ourselves and we say... I might not understand it, but God is still good, Yeah, you know? And so it's just a really good place when you especially feel alone in your emotions to say, okay, here's someone, most often King David, who was called a man after God's own heart, someone who was so close to the Lord. And he felt this way too. Like he lamented, he struggled, he was depressed, all of this. So if you're in that season, that's a good place to go. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. What's something you wish you would have known? Um, I think, you know, this podcast is called Looking Above, and I think that is a huge one, is that we keep looking above Mm -hmm. in the midst of our situation, the midst Mm -hmm. of our circumstance. So this comes back to preaching to yourself Mm -hmm. and having that solid foundation. But when we're going through a struggle, when we're going through a hard time, it is so, so much human nature. I think it's just what we would naturally go to is to get focused on what is closest to us. So we get so fixated on ourselves and on the situation, Mm -hmm. on the terrible yuck that's going on in our lives right now, right? That's all we can see. And we can't see past the end of our own nose, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, And we have got to remember number one, and this is, you know, like when somebody uh, loses somebody. And I remember feeling this when my grandfather died. Mm -hmm. I was standing in the middle of the zoo when I got this call that my grandfather had died and I just melted down, ugly cry right there in the middle Mm -hmm. of the National Zoo in Washington, D.C. I'm just sobbing uncontrollably. And in that very moment, I thought the rest of the world is going on. How can the rest of the world keep moving on when my grandfather has died? You know, And so we have that feeling right where everything else is moving on and my life just came to a standstill and I don't know how to move forward. And we get so focused on our own grief, our own pain, whatever we're dealing with. And we have to tell ourselves, keep looking above what is still true. Number one, even when there are clouds in the sky, the sun is always shining. Same thing is true. God is always still good. God is always still on his throne. He always cares about me. He always loves me. We have to look beyond our pain and say, what is true of God? You know, and that's my, that's my life verse, second Corinthians 418. We Mm -hmm. fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Mm -hmm. We don't look on the temporary. We look at the eternal. And so we have to, in those moments say, this is where I'm at, but this is also true of what's happening. And and we need to look outside ourselves too in the fact that, you know, when you're going through a hard time, they say one of the best things you can do is serve someone else, right? Yeah. Look for someone else who's grieving. Look for someone else who's struggling and reach out to them. Care for someone else because we just get so focused on the pain that we, we need something to just snap us out of it yeah. and be like, you know what? There's other hurting people too. I'm not the only one. I'm not alone in this you know, reach Mm -hmm. out to somebody else. And I was thinking about this yesterday. Daniel had this surgery and he comes out of anesthesia and he is in tremendous pain straight up. And he looks at me and he's like, mom, can you just kill me? And he asked me this time and time and time again yesterday. I just want to die. 
I just want to die. He couldn't see past the pain of that moment to see that healing is coming. Mm -hmm. And it was only a couple hours. (laughs) It's going to be better. Mm -hmm. This pain is temporary. Mm -hmm. And in the long term, the benefit is going to be so great. And so I had to keep saying that to him. And it's so hard for a little kid to understand that, right? They only see what's in the moment, but we're adults and we need to remind ourselves. We sometimes revert back to that little kid, Mm -hmm. you know, and we only see what's happening right now. And life is so terrible and we get so focused on that and we can't even see that there's better days coming. Yeah. Something else is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, this is for my good. And I think that's the other piece of that is that we shouldn't suffer feeling like this pain is worthless. Right. There is always purpose um, in our pain. Our hard times should grow us up. They should prune us. We should leave them a different person and a better, stronger person. It's like that whole illustration of trees that are by the Mm -hmm. beach, right? And hurricanes come and you would expect these trees to just snap. But what happens is the more storms they go through, the trees become more resilient. Mm -hmm. They become stronger. Their roots grow deeper. They're less likely to actually be hurt the more times they go through this. And the same is true of us. We grow stronger. Our faith grows stronger. Like we build faith muscle in those hard times. And so we all also need to say there is purpose in my Mm -hmm. suffering. Yeah. I'm going to grow through this. Tell me something that you have grown through. How has I, she's looking at me like, you did not tell me this question (laughs) was coming, but a way that God has grown you through a painful time. Um, I think that all of my painful times have actually mm-hmm. grown me. Um, mm-hmm. But most, well, not most recent, but what's coming to my mind is mm-hmm. um, when my husband and I had a hard season, mm-hmm. seeing our marriage on the other side of walking through mm-hmm. the hard instead of running from it mm-hmm. um, and doing it together is I'm really, really, really thankful that God mm-hmm. put us through that, even though it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we are so much stronger now and right. God is so, we have invited God into our marriage yes. so much more because yes. we needed him. Yep. Um, so that's a time that I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. And I think most of us, you know, if we're open to that, if we say, God, I don't understand this, but will you redeem it? Will mm-hmm. you use this? Um, Goodness, when I went through my broken engagement, mm-hmm. within that next year, there were three other girls in the church I was attending who went through broken engagements. I mean, just that's crazy. right after me. Yeah. And it was like God immediately said, you're going to use this for ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, like you are going to use what you're walking through to walk through it with someone else to encourage them in this hard time. And um, I think it's actually Second Corinthians, it's one of the Corinthians, where it talks about that, like how God comforts us in our sorrow so, so that mm-hmm. we can become comforters. So he uses that hard time so that we can then Help be his hands others, and feet. Yeah. 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 So, so in that, there's beauty in suffering, mm-hmm. which is really hard to accept. But if we know in the midst of it, God can make something beautiful come of this and he can use this and this tragedy isn't going to be for naught. Mm-hmm. It helps us walk through that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I also think um, how you were saying to look above mm-hmm. um, when it's really hard and you can't or you f- mm. are having a 
trouble looking mm-hmm. above, mm-hmm. that's when you bring in others. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's really close, trusted friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's counselors. And I think that when Stephen and I did have a hard time, that was one of my biggest lessons is I was ashamed of it because mm-hmm. I am a perfectionist. And I'm like, oh, our marriage isn't perfect. We're the only ones that have problems, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I felt so much shame. And that is exactly what the enemy wants right. for you to keep it in the dark. But yeah. I brought in um, really close friends and mm-hmm. we sought counselors and, and we brought in people and we brought it into the light and it didn't feel shameful anymore. Mm. Um, it felt good. <laughs> not good that we were having the problems, but good right. to share it and to not um, feel alone. Yeah. To not feel alone and to have help because when you're in the middle of a problem, you, like you said, you can't see past your nose. You're like, Oh my gosh, this is so big. This hurts. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have others that can remind you, mm-hmm. um, it's really, really important. So yeah. that is something that I'm really yeah. intentional or I try to be intentional about mm-hmm. is when, um, I'm, dealing with something and I feel like I don't want to tell anyone because I have shame or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, or it's not that big of a deal is I do. I tell someone Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, Mm -hmm. because you have to bring it into the light. And I know that's something that's really important in our friendship, Mm -hmm. which is one more thing. I, I tell the teen, I'm going to tell the teenagers this also, but this, if you're having a hard time though, it doesn't mean you need to tell everybody. Right. Right. Because not everybody, um, is meant to walk through that with you. Right. Um, So I think it's good to use discernment Mm -hmm. when bringing people into hard times. Absolutely. So years ago, I led the Valley Girl retreat here. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of this metaphor that I have is that you need those people in your life who are Mm -hmm. going to be there for you in the Valley. And I think had listed a whole list of things that are important to look for in a Valley girl and someone that's going to walk with you in those hard times. And to me, the most important thing is that she's God's girl. And that's something, you know, that teenagers are like, well, I've got my best friends and I'm going to tell them everything. Mm -hmm. Well, if they aren't someone who's following God and isn't going to tell you, you need to look above right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying this to women too. You may have these best friends who've been friends for life, but if in your moment of grief, they're not going to turn you back to God, that is not the person right. to talk to. Um, I don't know if you were at the last ladies retreat we had up at Cedar Canyon, if you were in Darcy's session no, about suffering, but Darcy, it was one of the things that I just remember and will always be ingrained. And she was talking exactly like you're saying about needing to have those trusted counselors mm-hmm. in your life. And you need to be so cautious of in your suffering, who are you going to talk to? Yeah. And it needs to be someone who's going to say, you've got to keep looking above. Mm -hmm. You have got to look to Jesus. You have got to turn to Jesus. We're going to pray together. This is how we're going to suffer strong. This is, I'm not going to leave you in the valley. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to sit down and die here. We're going to keep moving. And so Mm -hmm. we need to find and cultivate those friendships that goes back to that foundation thing. Like all of this that we're saying is just coming full circle, Yeah, but don't do it alone. But who you talk to, what you're saying is really, really important. Really, really important. Yeah. Um, One other thing I was thinking about, and it kind of comes back to that Facebook comment that I made earlier. Um, When I think about our friend Katie, who -hmm. spoke at this last ladies event that we had, and she talked about um, just a very difficult pregnancy that Mm -hmm. she had that halfway through found out this child that she was carrying, she was going to carry to full term, but would not live outside the womb. And the thing that 
to me stood out, and this is why I asked her to speak at that event, was because of how she suffered. Yeah. And in the midst of that heart, in the midst of exactly what you're saying, that tension of trusting God and mm-hmm. also feeling like my life is literally turned upside down mm-hmm. and I don't know how to move forward. It's so bleak right now. She was posting on Facebook, this is the hard, but this is who I know God is. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a few people in life do this very, mm-hmm. very well, but suffer well as a Christian and yeah. suffer so that others can watch our suffering. And I fully believe that how we suffer as Christians speaks so much more to the world yes. than anything we could shout from the rooftops on a good day. Yeah. You know, we can preach and preach and preach and we can sing God's praises on the good mm-hmm. days, whatever. But how we suffer is going to say so much more to yeah. someone who doesn't know Jesus. And so that's why we need to know who God is so that we can suffer well, so mm-hmm. that when we go through those hard times, those times of no diagnosis, mm-hmm. those times of um, loss mm-hmm. and grief, those times of pain and relational breakdown, whatever, how we walk through that is going to speak so much to the world. So dear younger me, you know, for those of you who maybe aren't going through a hard time right now, that to me is, it all fits together. Like get that foundation now so that when you get there, you can say, okay, I can use this moment right now to bring God so much glory. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's so hard. It's It's hard. It's so hard. And it's easier (laughs) when you prepare before. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else? One final thought you have? No, I think <laughs> I think that I we keep kind of repeating the same thing because yeah. it does all come yeah. full circle. Right. Right. It sure does. I think the one last little thing I would just say is when we face those hard times, we sometimes are tempted to blame everything on Satan. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm under attack. Satan is coming at me. Mm-hmm. And... Here's the truth. (laughs) The truth is there is evil in this world. There is Mm -hmm. sin in this world. And yes, um, there are satanic demonic forces. You know, the the whole world lives in tension between good and evil, right? So yes, there is some of that. But I think sometimes we give him way too much credit. Yeah. And and, and so we sometimes give him too much power in that too. And so we need to recognize that there are hard times that are simply the result of living in a broken world. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of, you know, our illness. There are hard times that come as a result of our own sinful actions, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Um, so sometimes we bring our pain on ourselves. There are hard times that come as a result of someone else's sinful actions. And that's not necessarily that Satan has it out for you. It's just that we live in a world where we all make choices. And sometimes those choices we make affect others. Mm -hmm. There are hard times, I believe, that God allows into our lives. There are storms, you know, Satan didn't create that storm that shook the boat that woke the disciples, you know, or that upset the disciples. God, God allows this weather to happen. And so there are times when God says, Hey, you wake up. I I want your attention, you know? And so I think God, not that God causes suffering. Don't hear me wrong. Let's Mm -hmm. get our theology right here. But I do believe that some of the things that happen in this world that are painful, God allows them because he wants our attention and Mm -hmm. because he wants glory in the middle of that. Now, are there things that are satanic attacks? 
Absolutely. Yes, there are. But there's so many reasons for pain. And I think that we are elevating Satan too much when we are constantly saying, Satan. For sure. (laughs) And even when it is a satanic attacker, when he's attacking, Mm -hmm. focusing on that Mm. versus focusing on who God is, Mm -hmm. is going to, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's just not good. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I think just yesterday I saw, I'm just opening up my Instagram story right now as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, A.W. Tozer. Sometimes when we get overwhelmed, we forget how big God is. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's what you're saying. We just, we put too much of our focus on Satan and on the attack and we forget how big our God is. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, For those of you, let's end with prayer. For those of you who are going through a hard time, I just want to pray for you right now and um, just ask that God would, would work in you and through you in the midst of that. So let's end with prayer. Okay. Holy Father God, I lift up everyone that has listened to this podcast, those of us who can reflect back and think on hard times and are maybe just now thinking, you know, how I didn't go through that well, or how you have used that and you have redeemed that, just all of that reflection as we think back, those of us who are thinking forward and thinking, ah, it's coming, you know, the storms are coming and I don't know if I'm ready and I need to fix my foundation. And then for those of us, Lord, who are listening, who right now are in the thick of it, who is so hard. And Lord, I just want to lift up those friends, those sisters right now to you. And I ask, Lord, that in this moment of suffering, in this time of trial, that you would give them the grace and the strength to suffer well, that in the midst of this, Lord, they would bring you glory, that they would be able to say, God is good in spite of the circumstances that surround me, that they would turn to you like the disciples in the boat, that you would be the one that they run to. So often, God, we just turn to our own wisdom or to worldly wisdom. And so, Lord, may we all find friends who will turn us back to you. May we all run to you in those moments. And might you be the one who strengthens us, who grows us, who prunes us, and ultimately who redeems our pain. Lord, help us to be those who suffer well. Help us to be those who bring you glory, even on the hard days. Give us strength for the journey, um, strengthen our weary knees, and just help us to keep trudging forward in this thing called life. And ultimately, Lord, help us to be people of hope. Help us to keep looking above. Amen. Amen. Amen.